Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Frank Isola joins us now at the Frank Isola. Frank, uh, I I was just asking a question. I don't know uh, if you saw it. I also just tweeted it out to allow you guys to vote out there in the uh, the general public and the OutKick crew. We heard so much about how it was unsafe to play college football and, oh, my God, what are they doing? How could they possibly do this? And now college basketball is set to tip off next week And I haven't heard a single word from anybody about it being unsafe to play college basketball. And many of these teams are not only playing, obviously, they're playing indoors and they're going to have fans present indoors. So people were all like, oh my God, how are they going to play football outdoors with crowds? And then they're saying nothing at all about college basketball. Now I'm in favor of all sports being played and finding a way to do it. But why do you think the story is not even being discussed for college basketball? Maybe because one is a little bit more popular than the other. And I also think the big thing with the NCAA in terms of college basketball is to get that uh, NCAA tournament off the ground. Yep. Because remember last year, everything shut down March 11th, so they didn't have a contingency plan. They lost so much money. I had heard from somebody, I mean, even Mike Krzyzewski said it, but I had heard from people that had spoken to people over at the NCAA, they said there is no way that we are not having this tournament this yep. year. That's why you've already heard them come out, right, and say... To their credit, be yeah. In one, in one location in Indianapolis, there's too much money involved. That's why I don't even think they care how many games these guys play. 
whether it's 15, 20, 25, whatever the case may be, they want to get that tournament going. I think there's so much stuff going on right now that maybe it is kind of floating under the radar. Because remember, Clay, by now the college basketball season already would have started in a normal year. Yeah, I just think it's wild that we had such a huge debate. Like, I had to fight tooth and nail in order for the college football season to happen, and I felt like every day was a knife fight on social media <laughs> with uh, with all these people trying to, you know, myocarditis, or, you know, we just mentioned, like, uh, Dennis Dodd wrote this histrionic column about how, how many college football players were going to die if they actually played the season, and it's obviously been proven so far to be total a total joke, like the, the fact that that was ever written. And so I'm just kind of fascinated by that in general. So I'm going to open up phone lines and actually let people weigh in, I think, in the next hour. But I um, uh, appreciate you getting up early with us. Did you watch the draft last night? And if so, how much interest did you have in it? I know you're an old-school NBA guy. Um, I, you know, We were talking about this off the jump. A lot of the guys we just don't know and or didn't get to watch play in the NCAA tournament. So... It felt, uh, in many ways, sort of anticlimactic uh, compared to the usual NBA draft. Absolutely, because the first guy taken played one year, um, Anthony Edwards Wiseman, who was taken second when he played two games in Memphis, and we all knew who Lamelo Ball was, but for probably all the wrong reasons, we never really got to see him play. He played in Lithuania in Australia, and also too, you know, there's a lot of things that hurt the NBA draft, and you just mentioned it. One of them, the idea that we haven't seen these guys since March, they didn't get an NCAA tournament. But the NBA has allowed trades to begin on Monday, and free agency begins on Friday. And that always is going to take precedent over the draft. I get that fans love the draft. Every fan thinks that, you know, well, we're getting a young player. This automatically means he's going to become a good player. Just go back five years and type in, you know, the 2015 NBA draft. Go look through the players. You'll say, oh, he's good, not good, not good, out of the league. You know, so everyone goes crazy over the draft because it gives people hope, and that's what people like having. But to me, the bigger news, obviously, was Clay Thompson, the Philadelphia 76ers making the trades that they made. There were a lot of trades that happened yesterday, and those are going to be bigger. The first pick was about to happen, and Jay Billis, I thought he was pretty funny last night because he was, you know, he was saying, well, if I'm Minnesota, you consider trading down. I'm thinking, well, how good can the draft be if the team that has the first yeah. pick? They're already saying maybe you should consider trading down. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, we're talking to Frank Isola. What, uh, by the way, do you think or are you hearing about Clay Thompson? Because that's the, a much bigger news. If he suddenly was out for another season, that would be brutal for the Warriors, who picked second overall and uh, otherwise seem pretty excited to take James Wiseman. But that's a, that's a body blow right before the draft. Well, they gave the hockey terminology, right, that it's a lower leg injury. What does that mean? Like, if he blew out his Achilles, you kind of know that as soon as it happens. Yeah. So, that, you know, they're, we're hearing reports that it could be that, but that the Warriors are hopeful that maybe it's not that bad. I remember Patrick Ewing a million years ago suffered a partially torn Achilles, but, you know, he didn't go deep. He was hurt and he was limping. This It, it does, seem, unfortunately, it does seem like it's probably the worst-case scenario for Clay Thompson, who not only is a terrific player, he's a terrific guy. He's everything that you'd want in a professional basketball player, a professional athlete in general. And it's going to be tough. I mean, let's face it, that's minimum an, eight, an eight-month injury. So he's not, you're not going to see him for this season. Clay, he hasn't played, just like Kevin Durant. Neither of these guys have played since June of 2019. It's amazing, yeah. So now you might not see Clay Thompson until October of 22, believe it or not. Yeah, it's awful uh, for, for the Warriors if that sorry. ends up happening. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kevin Durant, there is you're up in New York, and there is the rumor that James Harden may be going to the Brooklyn Nets to join forces with Kevin Durant and uh, with Kyrie Irving. Do you think that happens? 
I don't think it does. I mean, if you're the Houston Rockets, you know, the players that they, they would get back would be guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, Karras, LeVert, Jared Allen. Those, those are very good role players. But, you know, you're going to lose a lot of games in the West. You already traded away your draft pick. So if you lose in the Western Conference, Oklahoma City is getting is going to be the beneficiary of that. So I would think if I'm the Rockets, I have to show something. You know, that's why I would try to hold out and see if I can get Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. Daryl Morey, obviously, running Philadelphia, he'd like it. But Harden really has put um, the Rockets in a bad position here. You know, and this is where the NBA players a lot of times turn the fans off because – one player can really determine the outcome of your season. It could, you know, you add one great player to your team, it changes everything. So here's Harden, who's got $131 million coming to him over the next three years. He's the one that didn't want Chris Paul on the team, so they traded him, they traded away a lot of assets, and he wakes up one day and says, well, I don't want to play for you anymore. Yeah, really puts your team in a difficult position. It's just a bad look all the way around. Yeah, and especially if you're a fan in, in Houston who has invested a lot of time in a team that, let's be honest, has been pretty frustrating in the postseason, and you've spent a lot of time uh, you know, supporting James Harden, and then suddenly he just says, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. And as you mentioned, basically, if, if he doesn't want to be there anymore and they were to trade him, effectively the Rockets are just going back into full-on rebuild mode, right? I mean, they're going to go from a team that at least had an outside shot to potentially try and advance in the playoffs to a team that is trying to get the overall number one pick for potentially multiple years uh, to try to get back to being decent again. And, Clay, remember, too, whenever they talk about player empowerment, you know, obviously the players love it, the agents love it, now even the media and the fans, they think it's the greatest thing that the players have all this power. Yeah, it's great to have the power because when things fall apart, you don't suffer the consequences. Yeah. For example, Kawhi Leonard you know, threw his weight around and he told the Clippers, I want Paul George to be here, so they mortgaged their future. They gave away all these draft picks to bring in Paul George. Look how badly he played. Yeah. Paul George was terrible in the bubble. Clay Thompson kind of disappeared a little bit too. And what happened? Doc Rivers lost his job. Now, the one guy where player empowerment has worked out, I don't have to always agree with it, but LeBron at least brings you to the finals, and chances are you might win. So he throws his weight around in L.A., you know, wants him to get Davis. They do, and they win it. So player empowerment, if I was a player, yeah, it's a great thing because when it doesn't work out, I'm the last one that gets blamed. Everybody else gets blamed. The coach is going to get blamed. The GM will get blamed, and, I'm, and I uh, move along scot-free. What would you think of Justin Herbert's haircut? <laughs> Do you ever Not have a really bad haircut in your life where you were like, man, this is a disaster? Of course. Yeah. Of course. And then the, you know what the barber tells you, right? Yeah. It'll grow back. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, then, then you got to walk around with a hat for like a week. And then yeah. you gotta, and if you're a guy, now back, you know, you were allowed, believe it or not, Clay, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you were allowed to do this. You were allowed to make fun of people with a bad haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Bullying. It, you were just busting chops. That's yeah. what it was considered back then. Yes. And you would face a lot of that for a long time in school. That's for sure. Oh, I mean, uh, nowadays everything's offensive, yes. But, uh, but yes, the, the the bad haircut. I mean, I saw the Justin Herbert haircut, and I said, I don't know if I can support this guy for Rookie of the Year anymore. This was a, this was a bad decision. I don't know if I, if I trust him as the face of the franchise after that haircut decision. Uh, Frank, I stole anything big going on for you for the weekend? No, I'm uh, obviously the free agency is Friday. Yeah. And then what, what, what's the big college football game? Oh, I got that Northwestern. My son went to Northwestern, so I got to see Northwestern, Wisconsin. We'll yeah, it's a big Northwestern game. And crazily, Indiana, Ohio State's kind of a big game uh, as well uh, going oh, forward. Oh, and Indiana, that, that's an excellent one. Yeah. How about, Michigan, how about Michigan State? Michigan State got kind of smoked at home 
by both Rutgers and Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a rough spot, and they beat Michigan, which is still maybe the most surprising uh, outcome of all of those uh, to see exactly where they are. Uh, good stuff, as always, Frank Isola. We will talk to you next week. All right, Clay, thanks. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Choose and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hope you are having a fantastic start to your Thursday. Uh, we have got a big game going on in the NFL with Week 11 back underway. The Cardinals on the road against the Seahawks. Kyler Murray, currently the fourth uh, contender right now in the NFL MVP race going up against uh, Russell Wilson, who is in second place, the NFC West, the best division in the NFL. Big-time battle going on tonight, Thursday night football, definitely worth watching. We had the uh, NBA draft going on last night. Bigger news than all of the NBA draft is that Klay Thompson may may have ser- suffered a serious Achilles tendon injury. Uh, there is going to be an MRI done this morning in Southern California to give the latest on uh, what could be a, a second straight really difficult injury for one of the most entertaining and most well-liked basketball players out there, Clay Thompson. Uh, so we will wait and see what ends up happening there. We also have uh, college football. Knock on uh, knock on wood. Most games appear like they are going to be able to be played uh, as we come into Thursday. Relatively few games canceled in the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten the Big 12, or the Pac-12. Hopefully that means that things have stabilized a bit with all of this ridiculous contact tracing. And college basketball will tip off next week. And that is what I've opened up phone lines to take your calls on and also put up a poll question on. Uh, College basketball starts next week. Remember how big a battle we had to fight? And those of you who listen to this radio show regularly know how hard I fought for college college football to be played all of the Corona bros out there were saying, oh my God, it's not safe. Everybody's going to die. The players will be uh, dying. The coaches will be dying. It's no, there's no way we can play college football this fall. And then we played college football and there've been almost zero negative stories surrounding the coronavirus. In fact, the biggest negative story so far about the coronavirus has been all this contact tracing, which has led to games either being canceled or postponed, not even because of positive tests. So, and by the way, college kids in general, almost zero hospitalizations in the entirety of colleges across the country from COVID, even though hundreds of thousands of kids have tested positive. That's because, as I've been telling you for a long time, the seasonal flu which isn't very dangerous to college kids in general, is more dangerous than COVID is to young people in this country. And so as a result, I think it's fascinating. College basketball is coming back, and yet nobody, none of these Corona bros who said it wasn't safe to play college football, none of them are even saying a word about college basketball coming back. I put up a poll question for you. Uh, 6,000 of you have voted I gave you two options. College football proved all these Corona bros in the media wrong because they were able to play as one option. The other one being the election's over and now all of these Corona bros are not caring anymore because it was all politics to them. According to Twitter, 81% of you think college basketball, there's no battle over whether college basketball should play or not. 
because the election's over now. Pretty interesting. Open phone lines, 877-996-6369. Why? And look, I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of college basketball being played. But why was college football such a monumentally huge battle to be able to play And there isn't any at all battle being fought in a similar way around college basketball. Uh, Go to the VIP line. You can sign up for the OutKick VIP. All you have to do is go to OutKick.com slash VIP. Get access immediately to this. You can comment on the articles. can hang out with Jason Whitlock and myself as we start to roll out events and many other great attributes, including a message board, many other things. You should sign up for the OutKick VIP today. Uh, Down in Daytona Beach, who we got on the VIP, Eddie? Ty is waiting for Ty, what you got for me? Why is this? Or you think it's interesting that there's zero battle over college basketball? It's going to happen indoors with fans present. Oh, well, I got I got two points on this, actually. Well, when Kevin Warren shut down the Big Ten and then came out and said that he wanted to play football indoors, which was kind of crazy because yes. that's where the virus spreads, right? Yep. And then right after that, you had Gretchen Whitmer come out and said that she was glad to shut down high school sports. Yep. Um, that's when I just kind of transitioned and say, you know what, this is 100% political. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, if there's any time that uh, you would think that the Corona Bros would come out and, and actually have a point, you would think it would be with indoor sports, which is why we had the NBA bubble. And that, draw, that takes me into my second point is – if we're going to have college basketball playing and they're going to be traveling all over the country, not playing in a bubble and it's indoors with fans present, then how's that going to play into the NBA um, going forward with their season? And are they going to play in a bubble or are they going to travel around with no fans present? Yeah, thanks for the call. Um, have they officially released the NBA schedule yet? I my understand. I I don't think it's come out. I mean, I'm not sitting around like, oh my God, who's playing on you know December 28th in the NBA? I mean, but I don't think they've officially released the schedule yet. I think they're going to do in the NBA somewhat of a hybrid system like Major League Baseball did, where they're going to try to play games relatively close. In other words, I don't think the Lakers are going to be getting in a plane and flying to New York as often as they normally would. I think they'll probably play Sacramento more, the Jazz more, Phoenix more, right? I think they're trying to limit the amount of travel that will be taking place during the NBA season, especially, I would imagine, in the first several months of the NBA season. But I don't think they've officially released the full schedule yet, right? They haven't. They only released an outline for the structure of it in the format, but no official schedule. So he raises a really good point which is college basketball is going to be traveling, right, all over the country in many ways to play games indoors with fans present. Multiple trips sometimes in the same week. And the Corona Bros aren't saying a word. But they were so fired up about the idea that they were going to play outdoors football To the point, and I said this was stupid at the time, to the point where the Big Ten was like, well, we're going to play in January. Remember that? We're going to play in January indoors, maybe, instead of playing fall outdoors. And I was like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And so I am fascinated by how all these people in media, in the sports media, who are in the same business as me, that are paid for their opinions, 
fought so hard against college football being played outdoors and the idea that there would be fans present. And now college basketball is tipping off next week. People are going to be traveling all over the country for games. They're going to be watching games indoors, where which is where the virus spreads. And the Corona Bros aren't saying a word. Why is that? It's amazing. Uh, we've got a lot of people who want to weigh in. 877-996-6369. Who's up next, Dub? Yeah, we got Josh in Missouri. Josh, why, what do you think about this? Clay, thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, personally, I believe that it can't be anything other than three things. Political, money, and we've got a problem with honesty. Yeah. Um, I believe that initially everybody was correct to be a little bit you know, apprehensive of this and kind of stay indoors and, and figure out how we can keep things moving while still being safe. But like you've you know, pointed out, once we realized that this wasn't as bad as what they thought or what they said it was going to be, Things needed to go back to normal just a little bit. Now, Clay, when have you known anybody in the media to go so far on one side and then it turn out to be wrong and then come back and say, oh, we were wrong, it's not as bad? I I mean, it's an honesty problem and it's a a political thing for sure. Thanks, Thanks for the call. That's what I try to be with you guys is honest. When I get something wrong, I come on and I admit that I got something wrong particularly anytime facts are related. And it is amazing to me, like if I were Dennis Dodd at CBS Sports and I had written a piece that said, what what, what did you say the number was, Danny G? Three to seven college football players are going to die if they play the season. That's the piece that he wrote. Now, he can say, well, I didn't say that. I was quoting some other expert. Okay, when you choose to use an expert and use him as the focal point of an entire column you're writing about how it's not safe to play college football, that's on you. I'm sorry. There are tons of experts out there who would not have said that someone was going to die because they were playing college football, right? That is one of the dumbest and most dishonest columns I have ever seen in the history of sports reporting, okay? Because first of all, if people are going to die, they're not going to die because of college football, right? Kids could die living at home because they're not playing college football and because they're not on a college campus. But is someone like Dennis Dodd going to come out and say, I apologize for that column I wrote? where I said people were literally going to die, three to seven of them, if we played a college football season. No. Is CBS Sports going to come out and say, hey, we apologize to all the readers out there for this insanely stupid column that was thoroughly dishonest that we ran on our website? Are they going to come out and are they going to apologize? No. And look, I know Dennis Dodd. I think he's a nice guy. I don't think he's an awful human being. But it was a fundamentally flawed and stupid opinion that he wrote using somebody to try and argue that college football shouldn't happen. Well, now college basketball is happening. And it's infinitely more dangerous, all the data would reflect, to be indoors. It's infinitely more dangerous to be traveling as much as college basketball players are. Yet, no one is saying a word. 
Why is that? This is the kind this is why this show explodes and why our audience has become so massive. Because I ask questions and point out logical fallacies like this. And many of you out there are like, wait, yet, yeah, man, a lot of these people in the media, they're pretty dishonest. They're saying things that they're claiming are like right down the middle of the road. And the truth is, it's agenda driven. Not playing college football was thoroughly unsupportable by any analysis of the actual facts. And I'm so glad we won that battle and college football is being played. And frankly, I'm not sure if college football gets played in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or the MAC or the Mountain West if this show doesn't exist. I I really 100% believe that to be true based on all the the behind-the-scenes work that went into making those guys end up playing. I really think the sports media, the Corona Bros, were going to win this battle if somebody like me didn't stand up to them. Who's next? Danny G, what you got? Uh, VIP caller here, Kim in Indiana. Kim in Indianapolis, what's up? Good morning, Clay. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to tell you, I think it's actually politically driven, but it's political hypocrisy. Um, As you are stating, or just stated, they are very dishonest, um, and frankly, I think, too embarrassed to admit their own mistakes. Yeah. And what I admire about you and your staff is that you actually live what you say. And I honestly believe that's why your ratings have increased, because you are honest and you are not a hypocrite. And I appreciate all of you. And I just hope you have a great day. Thanks Thanks for for taking my call. Look, I'm, I'm far from perfect. My wife, the alarm's about to go off in our house. Uh, to take our oldest son to school. If we said, hey, let's put Laura Travis, Clay's wife, on, she could give you a laundry list of things that drive her insane about me. And you may have a laundry list of things right now listening to the show that drive you insane about me, too. I understand that. But the one thing you can't accuse me of is dishonesty or hypocrisy. I come on and say the 100% truth every single day. And I tell you, the way that I'm living my life, and it's the exact, like, if you followed me around all day, you'd be like, oh, Clay Travis sounds the exact same at noon as he does at 6 a.m., and he sounds the exact same at 6 p.m. as he does at 7 a.m. Like, I'm not pretending to be anything other than exactly what I am. And there are a lot of people out there who are wearing masks. They're pretending to be one thing while in reality they're another. And I think this college basketball season starting where all these media members, like, they're getting exposed. They made all these arguments about why it was unsafe to play college football. And I haven't seen, maybe I've missed it. You can tweet me if I'm missing it. I haven't seen one column written about how it's unsafe to play college basketball when, according to all the metrics, it is, and look, I'm in favor of playing. I don't want to make, I want to make that clear. Uh, But according to all the metrics, college basketball is infinitely more dangerous indoors with fans present traveling all over the country multiple times a week this is infinitely more dangerous than college football who's up next back to the vip line adam in washington state adam in washington state what you got for me thanks for being a vip hey you bet clay i think that what has happened with the corona bros out there is they realize that america's fighting back we are tired of lockdown we're tired of not having our sports and they realize that they're just, they've lost. Yeah. And thank, thanks in big part to you guys and, and OutKick for, for sticking up for all of them. Thanks for the call. I, 
it may just be it may just be that they've lost and they're embarrassed over getting beaten like this. Because I I said if you go back at some point we're going to do a documentary on college football the rise from the dead like Lazarus the Big Ten back from the dead it'd be even crazier if Ohio State ends up God forbid or Indiana or one of those teams wins and goes into the college football playoff uh, out of nowhere. Um, but it, it, it's wild because if you think about the, the where they were. I think it was like 100 to 1 probably that college football was going to be able to play when when it outkick we started fighting the battle for college football to play. I really do. I think it was absolutely thoroughly unlikely. And we won that battle. And I think maybe some of the Corona Bros are still shook over the fact that we won that battle and they're afraid to even say what they think now. Maybe that's a part of it. Who's up next? Uh, we got a couple more people want to weigh in before I got to go to break and get ready for Jeff Shorts. Yeah, two more here. Jim in New York. Jim, what do you think? Yeah, a uh, couple, couple comments about uh, political. Yeah, I think the, the situation wouldn't be so bad if the president would have been honest about the uh, uh, airborne passing of all this, passing it off as not being serious. We got over 250 million Americans, 250,000 Americans dead, a quarter of a million Americans dead. All right, what's your point? You seem like you're just putting I wish, off. I wish, I'm look, like, here's the, is, oh, pause, for a, pause for a second, all right? 8,500 people die every day in this country, all right? I understand that people like you don't know that, but let's put into context what goes on in America every year, 2.8 million people die every year in the United States of America. There are 330 million some odd of us in this country. I wish we were immortal. I wish no one died. 2.8 million people a year die, all right? And around 8,500-ish per day, all right? So this obsession with COVID as if it's the only thing that kills people is media fear porn that has in many ways driven people insane, right? The average age of death from COVID is older than the average age of death from all causes in this country. These are facts that should be well known that aren't. Again, just to repeat it, you are more likely to die of of every cause in America today at a younger age than you are from COVID. Over half of all deaths from COVID are in nursing homes, which is where people typically go, unfortunately, and end up dying. Now, I wish no one died. I wish it had never happened. But what has become clear, I think to many people out there, is that the lockdown, the shutdown in general, is a debilitating, destructive, and ultimately horribly flawed decision that we have made And by the way, it's one that people are making again in New York, idiot politicians, in uh, Chicago, in L.A., all these different places that are trying to lock down again. They don't work. And all they do is cost people uh, their jobs, their livelihoods, and kids are going to be out of school for years at a time. They're never going to make back up everything that they've lost. So what was this dude's name? Jim. What's your point? Well, obviously, you cut me off here. Well, yeah. Yeah, so what's your your actual point? Well, my point is, you claiming credit for football playing, that's totally obscene. Obscene? And obscene? Thing, you obscene? It's all, obscene? Wait, can I talk? You, you aren't talk? making any point. point. What is your point? Okay, here's my point. I made points. You know what? 
you drank the Kool-Aid right along with Fox. You have to take an oath to c- conspiracy theories and all this to work for Fox. I don't work for Fox. I don't work for Fox. Well, you're on the Fox you're on the Fox network that I'm listening to. Yeah, this is Fox Sports Radio, which isn't in any I'm not employed by Fox Sports. I'm employed by iHeart. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, obviously you have to follow their policies though. You think that somebody you calls know, you, know, you <laughs> listen to this show and you think that somebody says, Clay Travis, you have to say X, Y, and Z every day on your radio show. You legitimately think Listening listen to this to program. You, it does sound like that. Okay, you think, well, you know is, what I think? You well, are an imbecile. Continue to talk. You still haven't made a point. Yeah, well, there you go. A typical, a, a typical Fox person calls yeah. somebody names. Now, my point is, you know, here we go. You just claimed all this stuff that's not true. There's one, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous how. What did I say that's not true? The three cities that you mentioned have to be all Democratic uh, Democratic cities. Why is that? Why didn't you know? Why Why are you talking about how Utah and these other cities, uh, these, these, these red state cities, have all doing the lockdowns too? They're all doing the mandatory mask and all that. Why did you just throw out the Democratic cities? I said After New that, York, L.A., and Chicago because they just literally are three, massive three cities. cities. Almost three every Democrats. city is run by Democrats. Oh, bull crap. Goodbye, you're a jerk. Why didn't even make a point? <laughs> One of the challenges that people have to deal with is they are not, like, I understand a little bit what it would be like. This is like trying to score a basket on Michael Jordan. But if you call in, have a point. Like, you can criticize me for anything under the sun. It doesn't impact me, right? Like, I am, I'm, like, impervious to criticism. That's, you don't end up in this job if you, if you have, like, a thin skin, right? But you think that somebody tells me what I can say on the radio? Goodbye, you're a jerk. Yeah, they, they keep that up. Like, you think something, <laughs> like, somebody says to me, hey, you have to go, have you ever listened to this radio program? Let me tell everybody right now, Clay yeah. does not even listen to his executive producer most of the time. He's not told by anybody what to say. I think that's pretty obvious. And we are owned by Premier Networks, which is iHeartRadio, our parent make, company. So I don't, Fox News has nothing to do with our network. It, like the, the level of stupidity. Like It's one thing to believe in conspiracies. But if you can, if your conspiracy theory is Clay Travis is being told what to say by by who, like some shadowy person at Fox News that I don't even know. Goodbye, you're a jerk. Like that I get, like I'm the Manchurian sports talk radio candidate, and there's like people talking in my ear all the time. Danny G, do you even know what I'm going to say thirty seconds before the show starts? No, we have a rough outline that is our guests for the morning, and we have some main topics based on what the sports news is of that day. But no, I have no idea from segment to segment what you're exactly going to say. It's not a teleprompter. None of this is written. So that's such a stupid comment to make. It's, it's just really funny to me. And honestly, the reason why this show has exploded in a good way is because there is no filter on me. When I signed, I've been doing this show, what, now? Like five years? We're in the fifth year, I think. Yep. 
Um, when I signed up, I said, I'll do it, but I don't want to be micromanaged. I want total creative control over what I say on the radio every day. And to their credit, our bosses, who are fantastic, Scott Shapiro and Don Martin, said that's what we want. So there has literally never been in five years. I don't remember ever being told anything about uh, about any topic. About like, hey, you have to say this. Like, the whole idea of it is utterly insane. And frankly, it would fail massively. I mean, one reason why we're kicking ESPN Radio's ass is because I do think they micromanage what those dudes can talk about on their shows. I really do. I think they say, oh, you have to talk about this, you have to talk about that, you can't talk about this, you can't talk about that. I definitely think they do that at ESPN Radio. I know they do because I've talked to a lot of the guys that work over there. It doesn't happen here. But if you want state-sponsored radio, you can go listen to ESPN. If you want the truth, you can listen to me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game. game. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be uh, Jeff Schwartz with us now. Jeff, we were talking about on the show so far um, that uh, that it's kind of wild. You, you know how big the battle was over college football. College basketball starts next week. It's played indoors. Many schools are going to have fans. They're going to travel. The players are all over the place for their games. Nobody is calling for college basketball not to be played. Why do you think that is? Is that weird to you? I don't think they realize that college basketball started next week. I I had a daily Pac-12 radio show. Yeah. And last week we had basketball media days in the Pac-12 conference. I had to tell my producer, like, yo, man, I'm not ready to talk about this yet. Like, like, like we, very, we have to cover this minimally. We have to let people know what's happening. But, like, I'm not about – we had an NBA draft last night. Did anyone have any idea that was happening until it actually happened? I did not. And yeah. I watched Mac and football instead. Um, partly because there was really no, like, you know, Zion Williamson in the draft this year. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't think anyone even realized that it's happening. And they're going to have a lot more issues than, than is, um, than is um, uh, college football, right? I mean, just the amount of – It's way more complicated. They, yes. Of the, yeah, the indoor time they have. There's 365 teams or something like that. Um, you know, they're, they're traveling more in airplanes more than hotels more. Um, they're going to have far more issues. And, yeah, it starts next week, but I don't even think people realize it's happening. But media do, right? Like the average – I'm not talking about the average fan. I'm saying, like, the people who fought so hard against the idea that college football should should be played, the Corona Bro community and the sports media, I haven't seen a single one of them say, oh, it's too dangerous to play college basketball. I, I just think that they lost that battle. Yeah, um, and, and they're afraid. They're they're afraid to fight it now because they know they're going to lose again. Probably. And look, and we. This is something that's it's kind of interesting when you look at like, at, you know, my my home state. I guess not anymore, but where I grew up in California, and it's so interesting to see them be so firm with their restrictions when it comes to to athletics. Because the argument that I've been making in my radio show is like, look, is that you can't. I know that like you've made general proclamations about you know about. You know, um, you know, protocols and whatnot. But look, these athletes are being tested every day. They're in the facility that's being sanitized 24 seven. They're in, they're in, you know, they're in, they're in protocols, right? Like they can't be six feet from each other. They're wearing masks. They're not normal people. They're doing things differently. The mandates you have should not apply to the athletes that are, that are doing everything opposite basically of what the rest of society is doing. And so, there has to be some sort of give and take here with how we look at how you know, athletics are doing it, right? Because they're doing it with, again, daily testing, with mandates put in place, with masks on, all these things that are different than the general public is doing. So 
that that to me is, is there's a disconnect there some places that I don't quite understand because again they're the, the mitigation process that the athletics is going through, it's not going to lead to no negatives. Or, I mean, no positives, right? But um, it's not going to lead to a lot. And look, and by the way, the, to... what you're what you're hitting at is the athletes are way safer than they would be if they aren't playing athletics. Yeah, and, and to the, and to, this, to that point, um, the chief medical officer for the NFL came out the other day, yeah, Alan Stills, and he said that they have found through genome testing with NFL players that have tested positive for coronavirus, they believe that it actually is not being spread at the facility very yeah. often. It's mostly players just getting it out, out, you know, out of the facility you know, via family members or, or yeah, whatever right. else they're, yeah. they're doing. It's not actually spreading very much at the facility. Not only not spreading the facility, it's not ever spreading in games. It, and there's not a single right. case of somebody getting the COVID from a sporting event in the entire yeah. world so far. That's also what Dr. Sill said. Uh, yeah, and you know, basketball will be different because I think you know they're, it's a little different setup than, than football is, but I'm curious to see if that if that stays the same way in college basketball. I'm sure it will, but I'm sure, basketball is a little different setup. I'm curious. Uh, speaking of different setup, your brother is on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're traveling out, in theory, to play against Vegas. He's in contact tracing, I think, right now. Is he going to be okay? Yeah. And... What do you think about all these Raiders players? Like, basically, the entire defense is uh, is isolated now. Is this game going to take place? I think it'll take place because most of them are, are contact tracing. Yes, my brother is um, – actually, he might be getting off today, I think. It's been five days, and so I think he might be getting off today. But um, we'll, we'll see. He's fine. He does not have COVID, at least, at least talking this morning. Um, so he's on the contact tracing list. Um, for the Raiders, it's really interesting. The Raiders – seem to be doing things differently than everyone else because, you know, obviously the, the, the Titans had their outbreak and everything kind of calmed down, right? It was like one, one instance. Um, the Raiders kind of keep having things pop up. Their coach keeps getting fined for the following protocols during the game. Um, and look, they're playing Pat Mahomes this weekend and their defense can't practice. I know it's not really ideal, is it? Um, so I love the Chiefs anyways this weekend. Like, I, it's my favorite bet of the year. The Chiefs are the Golden State Warriors, right? When they want to turn on, no one in the NFL is beating them. And so far this year, there's been one game where I'd say they really turned on. That was the Ravens game. And we know that they, they brutally beat the Ravens. So I, I think the Chiefs, whether their defense plays or not, um, they were going to go into, into Vegas and, and win that game. I think it does end up being played. Because, look, you have enough players, right? That's why you have a practice squad, is if you can't play your starters, then you have to call players up. Yeah, it, it is really interesting when uh, when you think about it. Um, the way that uh, the way that this thing's going to shake out is, I, I mean, the NFL seems to have weathered the early storm. Do you think they end up canceling any games? And and if so, is that actually better for the average call, uh, NFL fan because then we get an extra playoff game? Yeah, so we're into week 11 now. Uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday or maybe the day before, the NFL has like gone with their intensive protocols now. So yes. they basically every player has to wear a mask, even on the practice field. And, and this time of year, too, there's less practice. So it makes more sense. Like, guys, you know, they're, gonna be, they're not going to be in their helmets as much. There's a lot more walkthroughs happening this time of year. So it makes more sense to do that. All meetings now are virtual. So they're in the facility, but they're just virtual meetings, I think. Um, and... I, I, they're, they're trying to obviously make their way through this. And I don't think we will. And even if we do, like, it's, 
you know, there's a lot of teams now that have separated themselves. So if it's like the Jets have to cancel a game, they might just not play that game again. Now the problem obviously is that the players don't get paid for that week, and that's going to piss off a lot of a lot of players. But um, you know, there's this time of year, there's games that might be canceled that have no effect on the playoff standings. Yeah, they might matter to to draft slot, I guess. But um, I think the NFL, you know, outside of about you know 18 teams, maybe if the game gets canceled, it just doesn't matter to their to their win loss record. What happens tonight? Big game, Cardinals on the yeah. road against the Seahawks. I really like Seattle tonight. Um, obviously, they have not played very well lately. And Arizona coming off uh, a big big win. And they, they should have won that game without a Hail Mary anyways. I, I think Seattle tonight is going to bounce back. Um, they should have beat Arizona the first time. And Russell Wilson, just he's trying to force the ball too much because he knows his defense is not very good. I feel like he knows this is the problem, and I think he'll correct this. Uh, tonight, if, this, if there were fans in Seattle, I would love this game even more. Um, but you know, it's gonna always—it's always gonna be cold. It's probably gonna be a little rainy tonight, and you have a dome Cardinals team going on the road that throws the ball a bunch. Uh, I like Seattle. You know, three points, kind of a standard, standard spread. Um, I like—I uh, like Seattle. Defend your boy Justin Herbert's haircut, fellow oh. Oregon Duck. The, the only thing I can say is that maybe this turns. The, the luck around for the team. And that's my only, that's my only guess is like, he's just like, look, I got to cut my hair. Um, I, he had the strength coach do it, which is like so COVID, right? He's like, I can't go to the barbershop. It's going to have like the meathead strength coach with a, with, with some clippers I bought at like Target, go cut my hair for me. Um, I, I just, it's bad. It's not good. Uh, but hopefully it changes their luck around because at this point they just, they have bad luck, man. They can't, well, not really bad luck. They're just poorly coached. Um, and, you know, they just don't, they, you know, they don't take care of the ball. They don't finish games. So um, it was better. The most fun I had was on Twitter yesterday. Everyone posted their worst haircut of their life. They had a picture of it. So it was a lot of fun seeing everyone just, like, post photos of themselves with mullets and with weird kid hair and, and with, you know, long hair in college and things like that. It was kind of funny. Outstanding stuff as always. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We got Dr. Chow ready to roll uh, at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. All right. Well, uh, you're in Southern California, Doc. And uh, unfortunately, before we even get to the NFL, it sounds like there's a major story this morning out of Southern California involving Clay Thompson. I know you haven't seen the, uh, the video but based on what you've seen reported, does it sound to you like an Achilles injury? How well can you diagnose these uh, in advance? Everybody from the Warriors traveling to be there for the MRI doesn't sound like you expect good news. How would you assess this story uh, as we start the morning? Thanks for getting up with us. Uh, I mean, very disappointing, obviously, for the Warriors and Clay Thompson. Uh, I don't see, unfortunately how it's not going to be Achilles. It's an extremely easy diagnosis by exam, uh, right on the court, on the sideline. Any athletic trainer can basically get the diagnosis. You don't even need the doctor. A simple what we call Cass-Squeeze-Thompson test, and usually you can feel the defect. Uh, Look, uh, Clay, you know, by video, the vast majority of the time, I look at it and call an Achilles tear. So the clinical diagnosis is very, very easy. You don't need the MRI. Uh, Teams typically say MRI pending. Why? Because they leave that little 
slight glimmer of hope alive as they figure out what they're going to do. Unfortunately, it's a foregone conclusion for Clay. Um, so I want to just kind of unpack what you just said a little bit. So if I'm sitting looking at the back of my uh, at the back of my foot, which I'm doing right now, and I put my hand down, I can touch like what I think is the Achilles tendon. When you say it's something that can be diagnosed, is that because you can literally feel if the Achilles tendon is uh, is broken there? Like, I mean, it's it's almost something that's visible and or easy, able to touch and see for even like a student athletic trainer, like you were saying. Um, you know, for a student athletic trainer that got some basic training, uh, I think it wouldn't be that difficult. Of course, once you've seen one, you really know what to look for, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm not saying the average person knows it for sure, or the average, it's like, it's not grotesquely visible, Yeah. but anyone with some reasonable basic medical training, uh, in sports medicine of some sort, should be able to diagnose this. Uh, You know, I get it. If you're not that experienced, you'd be a little bit afraid to utter those words and put your Because it's such a serious uh, injury. Right, right. But, uh, you know, and and to be fair, um, many times when I've examined, let's say, uh, and I've talked about, heck, ACLs, you don't need the MRI, you can examine your hands. but, But that's harder than an Achilles. An Achilles is pretty straightforward and easy. And uh, yes, at the time I've told athletes before, they said, what do you think? And I said, well, I think it's this, but you know, you know, you can, you kind of let them down easy sometimes and you tell them, but you don't make it like, look, I I bet my house on it. You don't, you're not that cruel to them. Uh, But the bottom line is I haven't seen a public situation like this and not even to the out to the caliber athlete that Clay Thompson is in the news that it is, but I'm talking about, you know, your, your backup left guard where, you know, you're worried about it, that it hasn't come true, you know, uh, because the diagnosis is usually that clear. So unfortunately uh, it's going to be the case. If it is in fact a, a torn Achilles tendon, he had the uh, the ACL issue in his right knee, I believe. Now an Achilles tendon in the left knee, uh, left uh, leg. Are those connected in any way? And what kind of recovery would you expect for someone like Clay Thompson coming off now both of these knee injuries? Well, you know, obviously the the Achilles and the and the ACL. We talked about how the ACL is going to take a while, right? Because yeah. longer than longer than the quote. Adrian Peterson, nine months. I mean, people back in the, a few years ago gave Derek Rose some grief that he wasn't 100%. But you got to understand, returning from an ACL for basketball is much more difficult than football. And we talk about even in football, an Adrian Peterson who made a great recovery, at least at the snap of the ball and when he's handed the ball, he's the one who gets to dictate where he's going. For a defender, it's much more difficult because you have to react to where people are going. And on basketball, on defense, you have A, you have to play defense, but B, you have to react to where people are going to change direction. So it's much more continuous flow, which makes the recovery from an ACL and Achilles harder. And I mean, basketball obviously is a complete jumping sport, and that's what you need your Achilles for, for push-off change of direction and jumping. So it's not going to be a quick recovery. It is a foregone conclusion that 
especially if it already being November, uh, that Clay Thompson is not going to play this upcoming basketball NBA season, unless for some weird reason is delayed into next November due to the pandemic. That's, I mean, so that's just a brutal situation to find yourself in. What kind of recovery in general? We're going to see this a little bit from Kevin Durant. Can guys now in the uh, in the NBA, in your mind, come back and be as good or better than they ever were before after an Achilles injury like this? Or is that such a difficult uh, injury to come back from that it's very hard to ever get back to the same level? In other words, for somebody like Durant, now maybe Clay Thompson as well, do you expect them to be the same player they were before the injury? Well, yeah, when, when uh, Kevin Durant went down, a lot of people said he wouldn't be the same, and they pointed at look at Kobe and all this other stuff. But Kobe was much later in his career, and I always say uh, let go and look at uh, Dominic Wilkins, the human highlight reel. I mean, he had an Achilles and came back fully. So I do think you can come back, quote, fully. I mean, Kevin Durant was arguably the best player in the league when he tore his Achilles. I mean, my guess is still top five right so that's not too bad i'd say that's coming back pretty well um so uh, close to where they were yes exactly you know you can argue semantics but certainly close okay let's go into uh the nfl picture and we're talking to dr david chow at pro football doc when you look at uh at what's going on with the raiders how concerned should the Raiders be about their ability to play as it pertains to what you can see? You know, I'd be more concerned about the Raiders and their mindset. And I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just seeing what's been out there. They've been, look, I forget, excuse me, clear my throat here, but I, I kind of forgive them for that charity incident. I mean, it was for charity and they took off their masks so the public could see them, the, who they were, right? I mean, they were on stage. I get that early faux pas. But it seems to happen again and again with the coaching masks and then the locker room visits from other people. They've been fined the league leading over a million dollars. And look, we know coronavirus is in different communities and players are going to get it away from the facility. But to me, the number of close contacts is just inexcusable. You're not being proactive, be it with your mask wear or the rules. Dr. Sills and the NFL have defined the rules. They even have said, basically, if you're within six feet for 15 minutes, but you're wearing your mask, we will not deem you a high-risk close contact. So these people are being, these players are violating that rule on the Raiders. And this is the largest example since they've instituted these rules in terms of the high risk going on. And it's the second time. Remember, it was a couple weeks ago, basically the entire starting offensive line was deemed high risk, close contact, and just made it back for the game. The Raiders may indeed escape that again. They may get lucky and get everyone cleared Saturday slash Sunday for the Chiefs game, but they seem to be continuing to play with fire as far as the high-risk rules are concerned. Okay, big story in terms of injury this week, I think, would have to be Drew Brees. What do we know about his ribs? What kind of situations in a similar context, if any, have you had players deal with? And what's his prognosis and return uh, date look like from your perspective? I would 
argue that uh, if you've been a quarterback in the league for a decade, and Drew Brees has been longer than that, you've experienced broken ribs, period, end of story, and uh, potential lung damage. It's just the hazard of the sport as you hang in the pocket. Certainly five rib fractures is unusual. Certainly both sides is unusual. I've never seen, other than a massive car accident, ribs broken on both sides at the same time. I haven't seen that from football from one hit. So it does seem like it was one from the week before and one from this last week. And, of course, now some lung issues. The good news is I don't think the lung issues are bad because otherwise it'd be pretty much malpractice to allow the quarterback to stand on the sidelines for the whole second half if he had a significant lung collapse or pneumothorax. So I think it probably was small or small pulmonary contusion of some sort. So I'm hoping that recovers quickly. The ribs usually recover pretty reliably in two to four weeks. The lung is a little bit more questionable in the timeline. But putting that together, the bad news is there's no way Drew Brees plays in November. The good news is I would be shocked if he doesn't come back before the end of the regular season and come back well. So we are looking at December. Is it mid-December? Is it later December? Uh, hard to say at this point in time, but I believe he will be back and be himself again, And but just sometime in December. So the question is, can Jameis Winston hang on like Teddy Bridgewater did? Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0, and uh, during the six weeks that Drew Brees was out last year. So we'll see what Jameis Winston can do. When you have those rib issues, both sides, you said it's almost like a car accident. Are you more susceptible to further rib injury? How do you know when they get well again? I mean, I'm sure it's incredibly painful, but it sounds like he's gotten multiple doctor opinions and also had multiple, uh, you know, I guess x-rays or whatever you would call it. How do you know when they're fully a go again and how well are you protected in the event when you can go back out there again? Are you more susceptible to re-injury? Well, it depends on where the rib fractures are. And anytime there's multiple, they're usually next to each other, so there's more risk. And anytime there's both sides, you're, you're more worried because obviously it potentially puts lungs on your your lung on the left and right at risk which could be catastrophic if both were injured at the same time now i say all this i guess i should uh give the caveat that uh i haven't seen or treated drew Brees related to this obviously i've treated and seen drew Brees, and he's a good friend of mine from from the past and so forth but i don't know anything specific in terms of insider info related to him now these are more just general informational comments what i call insider knowledge not insider information you mentioned drew Brees. were you the the doctor when you jogged out on the field when drew Brees injured his shoulder well, I think I can talk about this because it's public, and, and heck, uh, I think last month or, uh, on TV they showed a picture of it, and my son was watching. I was the guy walking off the field with Drew Brees, uh, holding his dislocated shoulder, and quite honestly, we, we reduced it on the on the as he walked off the field right there. So yeah, uh, the guy that was holding his arm walking off the field is is me or was me. Did you know when he had that injury? I think it was the, and again, it's been years and years ago, but it was the final game of the season, if I remember correctly, uh, in in San Diego at the time. Was it obvious that it was a severe, severe shoulder injury at the time? 
no question. I mean, it's the throw, throwing shoulder to the quarterback, right? So yeah. I would argue that any shoulder injury is severe. And 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 by the way, for anecdotes in in, in history, obviously it was the last game. And remember, Philip Rivers was already drafted on our team. That's right. And uh, one more key fact that people don't forget, and this is not to blame, but do you know who? It was a fumble. Do you know who jumped on him and dislocated the shoulder? I remember watching the Someone, play. No, I don't remember that. It, it, it was Denver Broncos, and it was it is someone who I believe belongs in the Hall of Fame. And here's the final clue. Someone who's a top general manager today. Wow. Back someone in, from, San Di- someone yeah. from San Diego as well. Uh, I, I mean, uh, John Lynch. A, a safety. John Lynch. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's I didn't exactly know. I didn't remember that at all. No, uh, that that he was the guy who who injured Drew Brees. Huh? That that's kind of wild. And, and, let, and let's be clear, uh, John's a, a good friend of mine. It was not purposeful. It was yeah, a fumble of to give to, to to give Drew Brees credit. He dove on a fumble in a relatively meaningless game, and John Lynch was going for the fumble, so yep. it wasn't like Bounty Gate. It wasn't bad, and and John felt bad about it and apologized. It was just part of the football game, so there was no implication there on on anybody. If anything, it's just two guys playing very hard in a kind of, quote meaningless game at the end of the season, but it just happened. It's wild, and that obviously was why one of the reasons Drew Brees' free agent goes to New Orleans because Miami doesn't clear him. And if Miami had cleared him, maybe he's still playing with the Dolphins. Maybe Nick Saban's won a couple of Super Bowls in Miami and never goes to college football, and everything's different there, too. It's one of the great what-if stories in recent sports history. Last question for you. Anybody else out there, as we get ready for the NFL, big names that we should be aware of in terms of their health status? Okay, before we get to that, that's going to be my topic on the Pro Football Doc podcast on OutKick why Drew Brees can get fail in Miami but pass in New Orleans. It's a fascinating why, question. Uh, Tack, why, why Tack McKinley can fail off of waivers in Cincinnati but then now pass in San Francisco and be claimed, and we'll talk about that. But as far as big injuries, we've said for, I've said for weeks that uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, is not playing this week. He's ruled out. I'm not sure Teddy Bridgewater is playing, so that's something to Oh, watch. wow, that's a big deal, I do, yeah. I do think Gardner Minshew's coming back. And for tonight's game, we just published on OutKick that uh, watch out for both defenses that are hampered, but especially the Cardinals' defensive line where five of their eight rostered players are out for this game. Five of the eight rostered defensive linemen are out for this game, including all of the starters. Which would suggest maybe an over is the play. That's what I'm going to bet later today. Thanks, Doc. Uh, We will talk to you uh, again next week. Thank you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.